Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today is just going to be a very simple 30 minute row at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace. That basically means that your average 500 meter split for a 2000 meter best performance that you can currently do and 18 seconds slower than that. And you can find this session as RA25 on the ErgZone app. And this works as a fantastic standalone row to build your fitness and burn some calories. Or we're going to use it as week four, session three of the 2K Redux, which means revisit plan, okay? Now, we might as well just get straight into our four-minute warm-up. No waffling for me yet. I will waffle to you during the row. <laughs> uh, so we are start off by setting up our machine. And you can do that by going to the drag factor first. Now, on the Concept 2, that's on the right-hand side of the machine, which you can't see. But if you don't use a Concept 2 and it's just about resistance or something else, and just make sure and set it to a point where you feel comfortable rowing and it's not like you're rowing a cruise ship down a river. Okay, next up, go to your monitor. And if you can, set it to eye height so you're looking forward rather than having to lean down or up to see it and then finally your foot straps well they should cover a point that let you bend comfortably forwards to the front of the machine with your shins pointing for, uh, vertic vertically <laughs> what's he saying the sun's gone to his head vertically is the word that you're looking for John vertically right sun's out shades down to be honest this is an amazing day right so Warm-up, it's going to be 18 strokes a minute to start, and I want you to just ease into this, okay? I don't want you to go full off, okay? So it's a warm-up, not a race from the start. In three, two, one, go. So, so you're really just thinking about connecting your, you're kind of putting a bit of a push from your legs, and then you're feeling your arms kind of brace against the flywheel as you do that but you're really not putting in a whole load of force if you're really looking for a pace then within two minutes of this warm-up I'd like you to be around about 2k plus around about 20 seconds so a couple of seconds slower than we'll be rowing the main session at but you're going to be working up to that so even if you're 2k plus 25, 30 right now, just as you warm up, kind of address your body, work out if anything's feeling stiff or worse, sore, who knows. That's the point of a warm up, it's kind of like a shakedown of your body to get used to the fact you're about to do a half hour row. Now again, for the intensity pyramid, this sits at the bottom of that pyramid. Today's row, 30 minutes, 20 strokes a minute, and 2K plus 18 is really your foundation fitness building row. You'll feel like you've had a good workout, but you're not gonna feel like it's pushed you. Right, so in four strokes time, We'll put one foot on the floor or on the fabulous decking in my 
case. <laughs> one more. So one foot down, continue to row. Just find a comfortable position to put that foot so you can rock onto your toes, then onto your heel with the one that's on the ground. You don't feel like you're totally off balance or anything. Right, two more. One more, then we'll swap our feet. There we go. Perfect. This just helps with your compression into the front of the machine. Helps you think about whether you've got one leg stronger than the other as well, to be honest. You need to concentrate on really kind of putting a good shove from that leg that's in in order to keep the flywheel moving. Both feet in, straight arms, just roll with your back and arms. So swing your back over your hips and pull in your arms and then push out your arms and swing over your hips. Swing, pull, push, swing. This is a really important part of the stroke to get used to that arms away and then rocking. Get those hands over your knees. Last one. Now let's go to the front. Straight arms. Just push out from the front. Keep those arms straight. Keep that forward lean and just push. And that's what you're practicing here is that push with that forward lean. Connecting with the flywheel as you push with your feet. That's when you pick up the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever magic your machine uses. Last one. There we go. Didn't have to be that intense a warm up because today's session isn't actually going to be that intense. So we'll keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. I'll quickly describe one more time what we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's session is just going to be 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. It's just going to be a nice slow one that's going to let you grind into your stroke. Grind's a kind of a nasty word, isn't it? Your flow into your stroke, let's say that. <laughs> um, and just get used to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk technique for 10 minutes while we do that and get used to the stroke. And then for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to continue the story about me. I know we're doing this midweek, but that's because 2K plan's only going to last five weeks. And I've kind of got quite a lot of story left to go for my kind of rowing history. So I'm afraid you're going to put up with me for another 20 minutes after we've talked technique. All right, so get another drink. Oh, that was a big drink. <laughs> get yourself ready. And then we're going to get going at 20 strokes a minute, 2k plus 18 pace in three, two, one, go. Right. So, in terms of stroke rate, follow me on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Listen to the whoosh of my flywheel if you're listening on the podcast. Or just look at your monitor and count down in three second sections. And if you ever fall out of time, just go back into that three second count and you'll be fine. 30 seconds in, 
hopefully by now you've got that stroke rate right and you've worked out the amount of push from your legs that you need to give in order to hit that 2k plus 18 pace now notice that I say push from the legs because this isn't a pulling motion okay that force from the front of the stroke as you start it isn't about pulling the handle back it's about pushing with your legs and then giving yourself a body position that means that as you start the stroke you're kind of hanging off the handle until about halfway through your leg drive and then as you get to the back of the stroke that is when you pull so it's important to stress you eventually have to pull but just not from the front I think I just got dive bombed by a bee or something so you push pull see the time push pull the amount of time I spend pushing before I finally bend my arms now if you find you have to really pull against the weight of the machine at the front of the stroke then chances are either one you've got your drag factor or resistance of whatever machine you're using set too high and you're having to fight against the weight of it and that's what I was meaning about you don't want it to feel like you're rowing a cruise ship down the river but it could also be that you don't have your body primed to hang off the handle and let that power flow up through your body into your arms and then your hands on the handle so what is that position then? well first off straight arms okay so as you come to the front of the machine nice straight arms and you keep them straight until you finally pull nice and relaxed as you come forwards I've talked before about how zombies have relaxed arms so you just want nice loose relaxed shoulders and arms as you recover to the front of the machine after you've taken your stroke and then as you connect your feet to the foot plate and your handle connects to the flywheel that's when you just 
race against the power. Still not pulling. And if you've got your hands in a nice open position with your fingers just hooked over the handle rather than death gripping it, that will help send the power kind of almost in a straight line down your shoulder, through your arms, into your hands, through your fingers and therefore into the handle without you needing to think about adding any power from your arms. Just a straight line chain that goes up from your legs and into the handle. But then, still for that to happen, you want to make sure your body is leaning in to around about a one o'clock position. So in, and then try to hold that one o'clock position, or I keep forgetting, the way you're looking at me right now, it's 11 o'clock, isn't it? You knew what I meant, didn't you? Anyway, forward lean is what I'm saying. To just past vertical, just a little bit. And you hold that forward lean with your straight arms as you push your legs into the foot plates. And so that forward lean and straight arms is crucial to getting the power in. Well, to be honest, nearly everything about the rowing stroke is crucial, but that really is. Then posture-wise, that's important too. For that lean in, you're not caving in some golem-like ball. Arr, precious concept too. You're tilting over your hips, rocking forwards, so that your hips are tilted forwards. And that should be what generates your forward lean. And then if you're up on your sit bones, with a powerful braced posture. That's perfect for sending that power through and hold that position until you eventually, halfway through the leg drive, swing your back from that forward lean to your backward lean, the layback. But I still want you to hold a powerful posture as you finish. Braced core, abs, powerful back. Your sit bones should still be connecting to the seat rather than your tailbone.
tucking under you. And then pull in nice and powerfully to your chest, run about sternum height, elbows through. Try and keep your wrists flat if you can. Certainly don't tuck in towards you. That loses so much power to do that tuck. As does kind of bunny handing up. Try and keep wrists nice and flat. And then the pace you pull the handle in at, send it straight back out at. Nice and rhythmic. You're not jerking away. It's not. Then once your hands have started, you begin that forward lean. And when your hands are past your knees, bend those knees and you'll effortlessly slide to the front of the machine without needing to tug on the foot straps to return, which results in your knees popping up and then you have to throw the handle over your knees. And that's bad for posture. And that is the rowing stroke overview in exactly 10 minutes. There's other things to talk about, how far to slide. But as long as you think about just going as far as shins vertical, that's good enough. You wanna keep looking ahead. You don't want your chin to fly up because that sends your back backwards when you look to the sky. It's really hard to keep that forward lean. I literally can't hold that forward lean if I'm looking up. And it made me slow right down. That'll kill my average. Nearly every workout I do, I talk technique, so even if you load up the 50 minute row, it's actually called well, the thumbnail says how to row. That's a real deep dive into technique. But as I mean, we've got less than 19 minutes to go. Let's return to my rowing history and why I'm the one teaching you how to row and why I think I'm allowed to do that. So, previously, I'd started rowing, went to the Scottish, went to the British, got silver in the English, then went to Boston, came fourth in the world champs, then trained all summer, went to the Scottish for their 1000 meter and one gold and then went to the British and had a real sprint battle last 500 to win silver and that then takes us to 2017 no 16 and the English Championships where I'd started rowing for fitness matters instead of free spirits. Mostly just so that I would know 
more people at the races. Now this is the first race that I went to that I really thought about nutrition and trying to be at the top of my game. So I'd got the Power Breathe, uh, what do you call it? Breath exerciser. I'd got that kind of after the Scottish and I'd been using it coming up to the British, but don't think I'd been using it long enough for it to make any difference. But by the time the English came along two months later, I really felt it was helping me control and improve my breathing. So I've been using that. I've been making sure to really watch my protein versus carbs and fat intake instead of just eating willy-nilly. I was on a 33% macros, so that's basically a balance of protein, carbs and fat. And like healthy fats is where as much as possible nuts and oily fish and things and olives. But also started taking like multivitamins, creatine, and then beetroot capsules. Basically, I went on the My Protein website and any pill that said I could go faster or recover quicker, it was like magic beans. So, I mean, I went through pretty much all of 2016, 2017 rattling because of the amount of vitamins and supplements I was swallowing down. Pretty sure a few of them helped. Pretty sure a few of them were complete placebo waste of monies, but you know what? If they gave me the confidence to hit my 2K harder, I'd swallow a Tic Tac if someone told me it would help. But anyway, so night before traveling from Glasgow down to Manchester, I laid out everything I was taking with me. <laughs> I've got a photo somewhere. I'll put it in the community tab here on YouTube. I mean, nothing's bad for you, but it's also quite a lot of stuff that I'm sure I could just have got from a healthy meal. The pre-workout amino energy stuff, I think that helps. That beta alanine zing that you get tingle. You have to get the timing right for that, otherwise it feels quite uncomfortable. But anyway, so this was the time that Julie, my wife, she came down to Manchester with me to give me some support. That was nice. I'd only ever had her at the 
Scottish events, so nice to have our company for the drive and someone to talk to the night before. So, very careful about what I ate still, so I was clearly well within my weight limit. But still, just had a small bowl of pasta, some nuts, and a CNP protein bar for dinner. And then breakfast was just a couple of strong cups of coffee. And then breakfast was quite sad because the news of National Treasure, BBC Two, or Radio Two host, Terry Wogan announced, or there's an announcement of his death the morning of the race. That was sad. Anyway, off to the velodrome we trotted. This is my second time there, having won silver the first time round in the 30 to 39. This was my first time in the 40 to 49. And also my first time meeting up with the folks from Fitness Matters. And that was nice. Huge big table filled with all the FM rowers. Felt like a good community. Still bumped into a couple of Free Spirits folks who are Manchester based. Dave Plum and I think who else was there? Leafcat was. Anyway. Same deal as always for the Manchester ones. You race on the middle prep area, but the bleachers in the crowd are also there with you. Unlike the British where they feel like they're a mile and a half away. And so Warm-up was the same, fighting off school kids who were practicing their transitions for the relays. That bee's back. <laughs> uh, but got my warm-up in, and this time I'd made sure to really make sure my nutrition was spot-on properly hydrated with my pre-workout shake taken five minutes before and then nicely warmed up. I stood off in the back part away from everyone and used my power breathe to warm up my lungs. Thought being I could work them for five minutes beforehand in that air maybe the breathing would be a bit simpler easier during the race so I stood there with the power breathe hanging out of my mouth 
nose clip on and then both arms on my sides in a superhero pose and basically just played through the race in my mind thinking what my pacing plan was how I'd overcome each of the four stages the initial start when it gets first starts to bite in then at point about 12.50 when you start to question whether you should be easing off then 1000 when you start to think I'm this tired and I'm only halfway through then when about 700 is probably my tipping point where I need to decide whether I've got it in me to sprint and so made the decision that as long as I felt strong enough I would so race started Julie's in front of me all the FM folks are in front of me and I hit the ground running Aim wants to do it in 6.39 but I was still just hoping at that stage that came out of the first few strokes hard I done it 134 132 and then backed off enough to finish that first 500 at 137 and then eased off to 138 for the next thousand meters crossing through those barriers it's feeling tougher and tougher but the 138 really helped and then got to the 500 to go and just went for the sprint didn't have much in me to be honest maybe just a little bit quicker than I was rowing unless of course I've got my splits wrong anyway finished up 636.8 I think comfortably taking gold for the first time in Manchester and my first gold 2k too we don't count the one that I was robbed of in the first Scottish Championships you're still keeping your rhythm up keep that posture just swing over your hips backwards and forwards nice straight arms at the front keep them straight until they're about halfway so anyway that was the 2k done 
I felt I was flying. One of the best performances I've done, I think probably the British, where I sprinted to catch Luis, was maybe better from that point of view, but my time was better at this English one. And I got gold, so. So just the 2K, didn't bother doing any team or 500s or anything. Sat and watched a few other TVs row. Charles Green, I think Sam was rowing. It's a great day out. And then just face that three hour drive back as your legs start to seize. <laughs> but it's okay. Shared it with Julie, so that was quite handy. And for 2017, or the early half, that was it for me because I didn't do Crash B that year. Something I kind of regret because Luis, who had always been beating in competition, he got bronze that year. So I always have that niggle about had I gone, would I have won bronze? Who knows? But anyway, with the English out of the way, I could focus on my record attempt on the 1K, which was happening in May. And then that's what all training was geared towards power stuff to get fast and then intervals at that power to be able to maintain that pace. Nutrition was still on point. Lunch was like chicken breast and spinach and that was it. Just to keep me powerful without putting on too much weight. Anyway, can zoom on to the actual day of Manchester, which was the 1K attempt at Dave Plum's house. I took this machine down with me, so I was on home turf, really. And then, much like the English, went through the same preparation, warm up, pre-workout, breathing, power stance, and then it was time. Now I've got a YouTube video of my race, which I'll post as well. I say race because there's a bunch of us all rowing it just at staggered times for our expected result. I was aiming for 305 to beat the British record by three seconds, but still be five seconds off the world record, which is run about 
three minutes dead. Anyway, a 1K, you start hard, you can stay fast, and when you start to tire, you try and go faster. And by the time I got to 300 meters to go, I was really beat. But there was a guy, Stuart Thorpe, standing behind me that just kept on shouting, push it, push it. And it just let me focus on him. I'm getting goosebumps just <laughs> retelling it. Focused on his voice, closed my eyes and just went for it. Managed it in 304.6, British record, but not world record. This is for 40 to 49 lightweights, remember. All right, these jokes to go. Two, last one. Oh, that was a fun row. Really hot in this weather. Just to give you a teaser for the next one, I did eventually get the world record with the same row in strange circumstances. I had it for a day. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so that was the record attempt. Good place to stop. Time that one well. Much beer was drunk after that, having been like a monk for so long to make sure I was all about power. Probably a bit too much beer, to be honest. I don't think I remember getting back to the hotel, but I made it out alive. Okay, right, I hope you enjoyed that. Have a quick drink if you haven't already. We'll go into our cool down in, let's see, let's go in 10 seconds time. Much like the warm up, 18 strokes a minute. In three, two, one, go. Oh. 18 strokes a minute. It wasn't that intense a session, so you don't have to worry about trying to kind of taper yourself from quite high intensity into a cool down. You should just be able to roll this at around about your 2k pace plus 30. Just let your heart rate come down, let your muscles connect enough that they're pumping the blood through them, flushing out any acids that have built up. Talking of flushing out, all the sweat's rolled into my eyes. Ah, can't see. So, again, these 20 strokes a minute, 30 minute sessions aren't the heroic rows, but without them, you'll never manage the heroic rows. These are what give you the power to be able to, or the fitness to be able to get that power and hold it there, that's the important part. I could jump on and probably pull a 120, maybe under, split on this machine, but I'd only manage it for a few strokes because I don't have the fitness to hold it or the power to hold it. And so rows like this are what let you get closer and closer to the amount of time that you can hold the pace you want to row at. In my case, that 120 is massively past anything that I would normally row at, so 
it's a bad example, but so like my 2K time right now is 145. So I could easily roll at 135, but probably only for about 30 to 45 seconds. And I'd have to ease off. So all this training is trying to give me that engine to be able to hold that faster pace that I want to be rowing at. Last stroke of the cooldown. Which is basically just a long-winded way of saying, don't skip these sessions. They're not. They're only boring if you look at them that way. What you need to do is shift your, shift how you perceive them, okay? Even if you make sure that after you've done it, you get a little bar of chocolate or something, you get a reward, like a dog, he'll set off a clicker next time. So you start to associate these low rows, these kind of long, slow, boring ones, with a wee treat, a wee reward. I've got through it, well done, I get some chocolate, I get a glass of wine, I get, I don't know, whatever you, whatever your treat would be, sorry. Um, but yeah, just don't avoid them. So, so that was either a great 30 minute, Standalone row, or it was week four, session three of the 2K Redux, revisit, whatever you want to call it, plan. So next up is session four, and that's going to be back up to a top tier one. It's going to be very similar to last week's. I'm going to tweak it very slightly, but it's going to be very similar to last week's. So similar, in fact, that I doubt I'll do it outside again, depending on what the weather's like. It's not going to be one to, <laughs> to really sit out in the sun and do, because I'll just be puddle. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you like and you look to the decking with the ivy in the back and I've got little solar lights and things. It's all looking good. Thank you so much for being here on this one. Uh, what should we call the hashtag? Let's have the hashtag broken record. Because I did, I broke a record. And it also makes it sound as though I'm a broken record, so haha on me. Um, so yeah, so that's it, all done. I really need to go and wash the sweat out of my eyes. Thank you so much for being part of this. Oh, there's Martin McFly back again. Oh, crikey, oh, I'm missing a, missing a phone call. All right, okay. Speak to you soon, stay safe, be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.